Hello and welcome to Good Keeping, UC San Diego Cricket's very own podcast. And today we will be talking about our World T20 International 11s. Today I have with me uh, Aryaman, Aryan, and Gokul. Uh, Aryaman, would you want like to get us started? Yeah, okay. So, the two openers. Um, I have gone with KL Rahul. Um, even though, well, the last week or so has not been too good for him. Um, the last few years... And even in domestic competitions, he's been the one of the, the best the opening batsmen in the world in this format. And the other player I've gone with is once again Quentin de Kock because he is a keeping option and um, can also get the team off to a brisk start. Goku? Okay, so I've gone with uh, Joss Butler. I think he's probably the best uh T20 opener in the world, and I think that's something that you know people have tried to move him around, whether that's an IPL or even in the England setup himself. But he's shown that he can both ground it out and play explosively from that opening position. So I think he goes in for me. And then the other option I've gone with is an associate player. I've gone with Paul Sterling from Ireland. Now he hasn't always been able to play against the top tier opponents, but whenever he has been able to play in his game, he's done really, really well for Ireland. And I think he, if, you know, the kind of stability that uh, a top tier team like this one will offer him, uh, I think Paul Sterling slots in for me because I, I think he's a really great player. Are you? So I've also gone with Butler. Um, he's also, same reason, super explosive batsman up top. Um, and my second opener is Kale Rahul. Um, because in my opinion, he has been the best T20 batsman India has to offer for the past few years. Um, and he's shown that he can consistently consistently score runs in the IPL and international cricket. Makes sense. I had Rohit Sharma. Um, I do agree with the statement that Kale Rahul has been India's probably best ever T20 cricketer. I just thought that um, with Roy Sharma, you have someone who's really experienced in the opening position. I think Kale Rahul's been moving around for a lot of his career, so I just brought Roy Sharma in. And I think similar to what Ariaman said, Quentin DeCock has gotten his team off to many a blistering start, so I went with him. Also keeping option. Yeah. Okay, so um, an interesting one uh, um, in Paul Stern, Sterling Goku. Um, um, against, uh, I have an argument for Kale Rahul over Josh Butler. Um, is that K- while Butler we've seen that he can grind it out and can also go hell for leather, we've seen KL Rahul be better than Butler at both of those. We've seen him make a 50 in, I don't know, like less than 20 balls in the IPL. We've also seen him get the orange cap several times. We've also seen him um, consistently perform at the international level. Um, so I would go with KL Rahul over Butler. Uh, wait, are, are, what are we assuming for the other player? Because if, if that's the option, I would pick, you know, if, if we're not going to do uh, some of the other options, KL Rahul and Butler would be a really nice combination, in my opinion. I think... But then yeah, who, like you, who do you have keep? Do you have KL Rahul keep? Or, okay, Butler, Butler, Butler keep. keep. Butler keeps. I, I mean, I both of them are fine fielders, but I think Butler would keep in this scenario. Um, also, I think we've also noticed that uh, Rahul tends to take a bit of time in the beginning, whereas Butler can start going from ball one. And 
if that sort of play style does help Rahul play his more natural game, then we can kind of see Butler scoring like a quick 30, 40, 50 up top, and then Rahul can stay till the end. A couple of, of things in the favor of Gordon DeCock is, well, he's a better keeper than anyone else. Um, and also the left-right combination at the top. That's a fair Honestly, point. I think any of these players could pick themselves. We just have to make sure we don't pick two of the same type of player. I think Kale Rahul and Joss Butler are both the same, that they have all the shots in the book. And uh, they're both really explosive, but I think they kind of fit the same mold. So you'd probably want one of them and one of someone, like a different style of play. Because say one bowler is doing like well bowling to that type of batsman, then both the openers are affected, right? Because they have a very similar, I think, style of play. Yeah. I feel like the the left-right combination or the, the, that idea works in T20s and ODIs where you have to bowl at the same... I mean, theoretically, you have to bowl at the same batsman for a long time, so you're kind of getting uncomfortable... But in T20, you batsmen tend to take a lot more risks. So I, I think it's not a terrible idea to play two right-handed batsmen, especially if it's batsmen the caliber of Kale Rahul and Josh Butler, who I think are indisputably better than Quinton DeCock, at least within the past couple of years as T20 opening batsmen. We've seen, I mean, Kale Rahul, we've already talked about why he's a great player, but I think Josh Butler, we've seen him play this the role of you know, the opening batsman, but he's also ended several, several games for England as a finisher as well, even though he's playing in that opening position. That that ability to stick in and play explosively is kind of a rare talent to have in an opening batsman. So I think he slots in over to Cock for me, um, yeah. personally. So, yeah, um, the, so, okay, the reason that I would go with De Kock and Rahul is that Quentin De Kock is not the strongest player against offspin, but KL Rahul is really good against off-spin. KL Rahul is not the strongest against leg spin. Quentin Decock is really good with leg spin. So they sort of complement each other in a way and that... Josh Butler is good against both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think if if we have to choose, I think Josh Butler is a great option. Josh Butler is my backup option. So I'm not too fussed if we decide to go that route with Josh Butler. Okay. Um, let's go with Butler. And... Between the other openers, we're down to Rohit, Paul Sterling, Rahul, and Quentin. Rahul. I agree. Sorry, Rohit, <laughs> Paul Sterling, Rahul, Rahul and Quentin, Quentin DeCock? Yeah. Um, if, if, okay, if we are worried about playing the same type of player, then you know there's an argument to be made there that we shouldn't pick KL Rahul again. I, I think he would slot in. I did. I mean, I did make the argument for Paul Sterling, so I guess I'll continue that argument. <laughs> is he? He is such an explosive player when he gets going, and I think having someone like Joss Butler at the other end who can stick in will give him the opportunity to just show what he's got. And I mean, he, he is a brilliant player. He's played against top international players, even if not full teams, but we're you know playing for domestic leagues, uh, domestic T Twenty leagues around the world. So I think. I mean, any of the players we pick here will will be fantastic options, but I think Paul Sterling is a, is a lot underrated as a player. I definitely think that too. I think he's a great player, but um, I think with the options that we're looking at, we've seen opening is probably the best time to bat in a T20, and we've seen even middle-order players. like in, We saw in the IP a lot of experiments about having 
Um, middle order players open the batting, which have come out well. So I think we have a lot more options. Like Joss Butler becomes an opener in T20s as well. So I think it's hard to look past KL Rahul type players also who can just take the game away from you in a matter of overs. Yeah, that's fair. So what do you think? So, All right, man. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? I would go with KL Rahul and Butler. All right. Yeah. Same. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Two, three, four. And I'm sorry, who takes the gloves here? Is it Butler? Yeah. Or wait, there might be another one coming. Oh, okay, okay. Ooh, <laughs> 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 Muhammad Nabi taking the gloves. <laughs> All right, uh, okay. so three, four, five here. Three, four, five. I have gone with Golia three. Um, Well, Although I would say his best format was not necessarily T20. He's still one of the best in the world. Um, Kolya 3. E.B. De Villiers at 4 since he's still in contention for selection at the World Cup. Wait, what? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. Um, and at 5, um, 5 is a tough one. So I'm I'm going to go 50% max for 50% Stoinis. Stoinis? Interesting. Okay. Um, local. Yeah. So uh, obviously, yeah, I've gone Coley again at three. ABD is a four at five. I've slotted in uh, Kieran Pollard. I think he's just mm-hmm. the kind of player who slots into number five really well. He's that you know just that ability to immediately snatch the game up with a couple of sixes and then just continue on a rampage. So I, I he slotted in for five on me. Arjun. I've Fine. gone with Kohli at three. I've gone with um, Mohamed Hafiz at four because for interesting, um, he's been in super red hot form for the past, I think, like one or two years for Pakistan. And it's weird, like the older he gets, he, the better he's getting. And he's a really clean striker of the ball. He yeah. usually comes at around four or five, I think. Yeah, I think he's so. I think that's a good position for him to bat, anyways. Especially with the firepower, firepower above, and the firepower below, and Kohli as the anchor player, so I think Hafiz is great at four, and at five I have Morgan. Okay. No, no comment um, on Morgan. No comment. <laughs> I have Virat Kohli at three. I think he picks himself a lot in most, almost every format. Number three. I have Amy Dillers at four. It's hard to look past um, a more like just well-rounded player in the format than him. I have Glenn Maxwell at five. I think it's like I'm willing to take the risk with Maxwell at five because in the top four, you have batsmen who will get you runs almost every day of the week. So the X factor that Maxwell brings and that ability that he, even if he gets like a 30 off 13, a 30 off 14, that can change games really fast. So I have Maxwell at five. Okay. Okay, so Cody is unanimous. He goes in at three. No further discussion. Um, number four. I mean, Aryan, Mohammad Afis over AP to Villiers, really? <laughs> really, bro? I mean, I don't, okay. I don't think AP to Villiers should, okay, never mind. That's for another. No, AB that's, that's uh, slander tolerated. That's for another <laughs> podcast. I, I will say that if we weren't including AB Davilliers, Mohammed Hafiz would have to be our number four. Like that's fair. He, that's he's, fair. he's such a good player within the past, like you know, 
recent uh, within recent memory for Pakistan. So there, there, there is some fairness to picking Hafiz. I mean, Mandeep Singh can also bat at four, but okay. <laughs> Mandeep. AB De Villiers at four. Now at five, two of us say Maxwell and Gokul has bothered audience with Morgan. Um, yeah. I, I would be okay with Pollard. I had him in later on, but he's actually he's a fine at five as well. Um, Maxwell is an X-Factor player. He, I, I don't think he's not very consistent, but with this quality batting lineup, you don't really need consistency. <laughs> and I think that on in slower conditions, Maxwell's, Maxwell's off-spin is very underrated. So I think that if like the conditions are conducive to it, you can easily get four overs for like 20 four overs for 22 from him, I think. If the conditions are conducive, you don't have to bowl him every game, but I think in T20, it's nice to have that option that if it is a slow track, you can definitely get a few good overs out of Maxwell for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I, I do agree. I mean, I, I have, well, one, I will say, yeah, Maxwell's uh, off-spin is definitely underrated. We saw how valuable it was back in the most recent edition of the IPL. However, if I if I was going to slot in someone at number five and I had my options between Kieran Pollard and Glenn Maxwell, I would pick Pollard majority of the time just because of how destructive he has been in every T20 league that he's played, in every international you know arena he's played, whether that's bilateral T20s in other countries, at home, in ICC tournaments. That kind of power he has with the bat just to slog sixes is really unmatched today in, in a lot of players who come that low in a in a T20 match, so I, I would say Pollard over Maxwell for me. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm actually changing my mind here because um, well, if you're a bowler, um, Karan, you're a bowler. Would you rather bowl to Pollard or Maxwell? I think it's easier to set a field to Maxwell though, because I mean, sorry, to Pollard, because with Maxwell you always have that issue that um, he takes like what he covers his stumps, right? Then like. He's one of those players who can play with both hands, so you don't really know when to bowl. But with Pollard, at least his range of hitting, you know, is going to be from mid-wicket to um, long off, right? So if you can set a field accordingly and bowl to it, I'm pretty sure, like, if someone starts bowling wide Yorkers to Pollard, I think people have tried and it's become full tosses, so it's easy to hit, right? From what I've seen, people have had success against Pollard by using that. Maxwell's pretty much found a, like, a response to every bowl that is bowled at him. Somewhere or the other. I just thought that X factor is there. But but yeah, no one can dispute Pollard's power. I just thought Pollard might be a little bit better off batting at six or seven to finish games rather than at number five. Where, where does he come in for Mumbai? Six. I think he comes at, at like six. six. Yeah. But, but, but five is actually okay for him. I think. But five is okay for West Indies. He comes in at uh, five sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But just for this at uh, Mumbai, I think, has Hardik Pandya above him. So. Yeah. Um, okay, so Morgan's outfit, Arjun, Pollard or Maxwell? Why can't I make an argument for Morgan, though? Yeah, go on. Yeah, make one. <laughs> um, okay, so I would say the reason I picked Morgan was um, if you look at T20 batting, right? If you get off to a great start, then, then like, great. You know, your batsman can just keep attacking, rotating, and you'll get to a good score, and you'll win the game most likely. What happens when that doesn't happen? What happens when your top two or three, they just collapse, right? Then you want your four or five, uh, your three, four, five to 
sort of stabilize the innings, build the innings, and then take it off till the end. Kohli, Hafiz, and Morgan, especially Morgan at that stage at five, because if there's a quick fire going up up top, then Morgan can just come in and then keep attacking. But what if Gail Rahul and Butler get out really early? And then Morgan's a great batsman, but I don't think his returns have been close to the returns of the other two in the past couple, like two years or something. Other two, like you just on this recent form, Maxwell and Pollard. I mean, in my opinion, I would say Morgan's a much more reliable batsman than Maxwell. I would agree I, with I, that. I, I agree that Morgan's more reliable than Maxwell. No, more reliable in the sense, but yeah, I'm saying the returns. I don't think he's gone. Uh, he's no one's saying he's not a great player, but in an England setup that consistently scores a bulk of its runs at the top of the order, I don't think Morgan's gotten enough of a chance to show what he can offer. But I'm just saying because of that. It's hard. It's hard for any batsman who doesn't get a lot of time in the middle to just, when the time comes, be able to play at its best. If that makes and, sense. And also, if your top order does collapse, if your three wickets down in the power play, I would, out of these three, I would want Pollard in, out out there because Pollard has shown that he can play the long innings as well. That is true. I I do have yeah. Pollard later in my lineup, but. I mean, it's tough not to pick Morgan in this case because he he does show like he can switch gears real quick. Um, we see, we've seen in the IPL recently when KKR had like terrible batting collapses. Morgan had great uh, partnerships with the tail and even with like the lower middle order. So yeah, I mean, also like that left hand sort of factor, but I guess that doesn't matter too much. But it's just that. Um, he can play the long innings and he can come for the quick fire. But Morgan can't bowl, and if you if you have Morgan, you don't have any overs in your top five. I mean, I have bowlers later, so. I don't know. That makes sense. I think you make a fair point. Like, say in the um, if you guys watched the New Zealand Australia series, which went on uh, recently, towards the end, the pitches became really slow, right? So. A lot of the full-time bowlers didn't even bowl a lot of their overs, and it was people like Maxwell or um, like Mark Chapman who were just members of the uh, the middle order who just got through their four overs instead. So I think if we're making a world eleven, you have to factor in that there's a chance that your bowlers might have an off day or the surface isn't conducive to them. So you have to have other options. Yeah. yeah. So Pollard is great in that sense, like he bowls cutters into the pit, so he's perfect on slow pitches too, which is. Why I'm leaning towards Pollard if it's between Pollard and Morgan. Yeah, uh, I, I'm also leaning towards Pollard. So let's go with Pollard. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to put an asterisk by that and come back to this discussion, though, because I think there is something that, you know, we, we can discuss this further. I think it's interesting if we do. Okay, then we'll come back to this. Um, that's so Google not... is basically saying Morgan, right? No, <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> but there's a discussion to be had. Let's now six and seven. Six and seven. Okay. Um, six and seven. I have Hardik Pandya and surprise, surprise, Mohammed Nabi. Um, nice. <laughs> My man. My man. Hardik Pandya because um, he's in the Mumbai Indians. All of their prayers are really good. Um, uh, Mohammed Nabi because well, he he can he's. He's an off-spinning option, which we don't really have if we're taking Pollard, and he can also bat. 
<laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's an argument there. Google. For, yeah. So for my six and seven, I've also gone with Hardik Pandey at six. And then this was an option that, you know, uh, one, we've already discussed this player, but I stuck him down this low at seven because I'm a little worried about his inconsistency. And I do think his offspin is underrated. And that's why I stuck in Glenn Maxwell at seven. And that's also the thing is if, if he comes in at seven, there's kind of two different situations. Either you've collapsed really bad and you're going to lose the game. <laughs> it doesn't really matter what he does at this point. Or it's a situation where, you know, you've lost wickets, but you've put on a big run or a big, you know, score. And, and Glenn Maxwell can come in and do some extra finishing damage. So I've stuck him at seven, but I feel like that's, that spot's going to be a lot of um, discussion to be had. Um, so I've gone with uh, Pollard at six. Um, we've already had this discussion for the five position. Um, I think that applies with six as well, um, plus an extra bowling option. And not, and in seven, I've gone with Jadeja. Um, gun fielder, he can also um, smack the ball at the end. We've seen his sort of, I guess, like new finishing role in the most recent edition of the IPO, plus the Australia series. Um, and plus he, he also has that off spin option and plus like T20 fielding is super important. And when you make those like clutch one or two catches in the field or like those clutch one or two runouts, then that makes a really huge difference. So I, that's why I have Jadeja in there. That makes sense. I had, um, Hardik Pandya at six, I think. It's hard to look past. He's one of the cleanest hitters in world cricket. And uh, in today's T20, we just saw the value he offers at the ball, too, when he's fully fit. Seven, I had Andre Russell. But Andre Russell and Pollard have the same role. So if we have Pollard at five, I had Glenn Maxwell at five originally. So I'd like to move Maxwell to seven. So you can, if we're choosing Pollard at five, because they do pretty much the same role. But yeah, I think at seven, I think he batted at seven in the Australia-England T20s or the ODIs, I think one of them. And he just had the thing where it's like both ODI games, Australia were in a hole and he dug them out through counterattacking. I think that's a role which does really well because he puts pressure back on the bowlers. So yeah, either you're looking for quick runs and you promote him up the order or you're in a hole where the only thing you can do is really counterattack, like the game is lost, like Gokul said. So I think Glenn Maxwell's a good fit at seven. So I'm going to go with Pandya at six and Maxwell at seven. So um, three of us say Pandya. So we're going with Pandya at six. Yeah. Yes, that is um, fine. Okay. Now coming to seven, um, we have Nabi, Maxwell, Jadeja, and Maxwell. Um, so the reason, so I, I would argue against Maxwell because if you go with Maxwell here, so Maxwell more of a batting all rounder and Pandya sort of well a genuine all rounder. So I I would rather have someone who's more of a bowler at seven, um, like Jadeja or Mohammad Nabi, um, and also um, you want your finishers to be dependable. At five, you're not necessarily always finishing games. But as at seven, you're almost always finishing games. So I would go for someone more dependable, like a yeah. Nabi or a Jadeja. Yeah. I was going to pick Maxwell at seven, too, um, just for the same reasoning. But then I picked Jadeja instead because I would rather have 
Jadeja striking the ball like 150, 160 strike rate. Eight of like six out of ten times rather than Maxwell doing a 200 strike rate, like perhaps three out of ten times. Three or four out of ten. But I don't think it matters where, like, you buy, I think, and Ari, I don't forget who said, I think Ari meant. But it doesn't matter, like, say you have Maxwell at seven, right? And you said you wanted more of a bowler at seven. It doesn't matter, like, I think even uh, if, like, you say you had some like Stokes in this team, right? And Stokes bats at five. He might be batting above genuine batsmen, but that doesn't mean like you. I'm pretty sure you can still get 20 overs out of if you had four proper bowlers from eight to 11, you can get four overs out of Maxwell, Pandya, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Pollard, right? You can get four overs out of them. So I'm not too worried about like, I'm not saying we should go with Maxwell, but I'm saying that like if Maxwell is at seven, you do have other bowling options to that. Pandya has been playing as a proper bowler. For the last couple of games, so he's shown he's more than dependable due to that role if needed as well. So. That's true. Okay. okay. Yeah, uh, that's a fair point. But I would still go with someone more dependable with the bat. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. I'm, I'm not putting that argument. I'm just saying that it doesn't matter where you bat, right? As long as the overs are just yeah. going to get. So who, who are we considering as as the more dependable than the bat at over seven? No, in this case, then I would go Judeja. Yeah, I've, I don't think I've seen that many games. I just think Nubby batting lower down the order. That's just me. I don't know. I think Jadeja is not as dependable with the ball, though. Um, because, like, even in the last IPL, the only reason Jadeja didn't get selected in the T20 team was because his bowling, his batting really well, but his, his role is as a bowler. I think it's a similar Tom Curran situation where Tom Curran is scoring loads of runs with the bat, but his role is as a bowler, so. I think it's overlooked that the primary job, you still want a spinner. If you're only going to have one or two spinners, you want a spinner who can do damage, and not just have a control. The reason, okay, so I would say Jadeja still in this case, um, at least in my 11, I have six bowling options. Um, and my mm-hmm. other spinner, which will be revealed later, is going to do the damage. I don't mind Jadeja doing the holding role on the other end because... In my eleven, at least, I'm picking him more of, um, I'm picking him uh, more as a batsman, and J- Jadeja and Pollard both can have that fifth bowling option um, shared between them. Um, so that's why, in at least in my case, I don't mind the second spinner not doing damage. The first spinner can do the damage. The second spinner can do the holding role, plus offer an extra bowling option. In yeah, case things I, go south, I agree with that. Um, I think with the bowlers that we have to come, and given the fact that we have six, maybe even seven bowling options, it's okay if the data isn't always picking up wickets. But as long as he's he's not leaking runs, it's fine. Yeah. So the data at seven. Yeah. 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 And Pandey at six, right? Okay. Now the we're down to eight, nine, ten, eleven. Um. I've gone with two spinners and two pacers um, because there's Pandya already, who's a pacer. Um, so I have Rashid Khan and Chahel and Rabada and Bumra. Ooh. Wait, are we saying all our last four uh, bowlers? Okay. Bowlers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I've gone with yeah, Rashid Khan as well. And then I've gone with three pacers because... So I've gone with Boomer and Archer, obviously. I don't think we need to really talk about them. They're just <coughs> unbelievable. Uh, 
But then I've gone with a third pacer who I think has been one of the keystone players for his team. And I think he, he gets a lot from pitches that don't always support his style of bowling, and that's Shaheen Afridi from Pakistan. I think he's a really, really excellent pacer. Uh, obviously, I mean, within recent memory, he's just been tearing up in the PSL, just loads and loads of wickets every game and on a consistent uh, pattern. So I think I really value that kind of player. So he's slotted in for me. Um, okay, so I also have Rashid Khan uh, and Archer Bumra. No really debate there. Um, for my third pacer, I was between Mitchell Stark and um, Mitchell Stark and Trent Bolt. Um, just because both of them, they have left arm options. Um, and it's good to have that variety in your T20 team, uh, as we've seen like a lot of games recently. But I've gone with Mitchell Stark um, just because, um, again, I have Archer and Bumrah who will do the damage role and the con- like the sort of economical damage role. I don't mind if Mitchell Stark goes for runs, except uh, uh, as long as he doesn't go for too many runs. If he gets wickets while getting while getting smacked around the park, I don't mind that because you have Archer and Boomer bowling the economical spells. Um, but if it's Stark's day, then he'll just tear apart the uh, batting lineup. That's true. Um, I had Rashid Khan as my leg spinner. Um, he offers a fair bit with the bat, and I think he's the number one T20 bowler going around right now. So. He's an easy pick. The Pacers, I picked uh, Boomerun Archer as well. I went with Trent, uh, I'm sorry, Mitchell Stark is the last Pacer because, yes, he's not been the bowler he like was two, three years ago, but he's still one of the most deadly bowlers in the world on his day. And I think he has that pace and that just that X factor. He can get the ball moving early on, and he has that pace to just hurry batsmen up at the, um, like when even on the pitches that aren't really the quickest. So I think that I think the other bowlers are insurance. So even if Stark has an off day, it's not yeah. the end of the world in this bowling. Plus, I think Stark gives you the liberty to um, hold more of Archer, either Archer or Bumrah's overs till the end. Okay, so Rashid Khan is in. Um, Bumrah Archer, three of you. Bobra Archer, so we go with Bobra and Archer. Now, that last bowler, um, you've all gone with a pacer. Two of you say Stark, uh, Gokul says Afridi. I, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna argue for a spinner here because Hardik Pan. Didn't we have, have Jadeja at seven? So, um, so okay. we have four pace, four players capable of bowling, same bowling in this um lineup. You have Pollard. Um, Pandya, um, Archer, and Bumra. And you can never have too much leg spin in a T20 bowling attack. So <laughs> I would, I really like the thought of Chahal and uh, Rashid Khan bowling from different ends as the same batsman. That would, that would be really tough for any batsman. If we want to include, a, I mean, there's definitely like a multitude of reasons as to why you'd want to include an extra spinner here. And yeah, Ariman brought up the fact that, you know, we have a lot of pace bowling opportunities or options in our lineup. But if we're going to pick a second spinner, I and to help Rashid Khan, I 
don't think it should be Jahal. Jahal, obviously, he's been a fantastic spinner for India, but within the last couple of years specifically, his average the amount of wickets he takes relative to the amount of runs he gives away has been trending into a worry, pretty worrying end. So I think there are some other spinners in the world that we might want to take a look at. Um, I mean, I, I'm not sure, you know, what we want to discuss about that. But even looking at someone like um, Amujib from Adam Zampa, Adil Rashid or Adam Zampa, but I just don't think the second spinner should be Chahal based on his form in the last couple of years. I mean, okay. And I think Chahal doesn't offer you much in the field or with the bat either. If that just has to be noted right. if you're comparing like spinners with yeah, similar ability, 100%. you have to bring that in. Um, okay, so what I would say to Goku's point is that um, Chahal hasn't had the best of time post IPL 2020. I would say IPL 2020, he did really well. He got more wickets than uh, any other spinner in the league. Um, mm-hmm. And he's been doing that consistently for years. Uh, he's been the most successful IPL spinner for the last few years. Um, so Rashid Khan, um, now that people just tend to play him out, he tends to be like real super economical. So I don't think um, Chahal giving up an extra 10 runs at the cost of getting one more wicket is too much of a concern. Um, but Rashid still gets, if you look at his uh, statistics, he still ends up averaging almost two wickets a game, even yeah, though but, people uh, plan. Chahal still gets more wickets than him. But Chahal's not going to only be playing in India. That's the thing to consider, right? Like, I mean, obviously, like, I'm not saying he's not a good spinner, but we have to think of spinners who are more adaptable to pitches in England, to pitches in South Africa, to pitches in Australia. I mean, like, I think, you know, if I if memory serves, uh, Chahal was almost out bowled by Zampa when he, they went over to Australia most recently. Yeah. So we have to think of, like, can he play on other pitches outside of India? He's taken a five for an ODI in South Africa. I no, no one's, no one's. Uh, I'm an RCB <laughs> supporter as well, so I am on the channel <laughs> fan vote. But I think looking past the RCB bias that is, seems to be present here is that, like, I think you have to look at how leg spinners who have gotten their trade in less favorable bowling conditions, how they have adapted. So someone like Adam Zampa, for example, Australia isn't the most conducive place to spin, but he still managed to forge a career um, like all around the world doing good. And even in India, he's looked good when he has bowled. So I think when making a world 11, you have to look, if, if we're considering a second spinner, that is, is you have to look at someone who's just a little bit more brings on all, like all different um, facets of their bowling should be, up to the mark. Chahal's been taking wickets consistently recently, but it looks like batsmen have started to figure him out. He doesn't really have that big googly that a lot of other leg spinners do. And it just seems that his tactic of bowling really wide of off stump, people are starting to reverse sweep him to counter that. And I think before people didn't do that, but now it seems like even players who are perceived as weak players of spin, like Jason Roy, are able to get on top of Chahal okay. by doing that. Um, so, um, v- so, if, if, if we're just using spin versus pace for this extra bowler, um, Gokul, um, what would you go with? If we're just talking about spin or pace? No pace. Okay, so we're picking, so our bowling options currently are Pollard, Pandya, uh, Jadeja, Bumra, Archer, right? And, and oh, yeah, and Rashid Khan. Um, okay, so I can't really, I mean, 
Pollard offers you seam bowling, but he's not like an amazing seam bowler. He does offer you a, an option, but I, I wouldn't really count him as a significant one. Pandya, uh, yeah, he when he's fit, he's really threatening. Uh, so I, I, I think it's it's fine to go with spin here. Okay, Arun? Um, I would go with an extra pacer just because if you have two two pacers in this case sorry wait um so yeah two um two specialist pacers right we have in this case yeah yeah so if you only have two specialist pacers in this case i feel like um the team might feel a bit constricted at least bowling in the death um if you have three pacers then you can sort of share the death overs between the three rather than having most of the death overs done by like some of the death overs done by like the part-time pacers and the specialist pacers. Right. Okay. Karan? I also, I, I'm going to go like, so I'm going to play both sides. Cause I think there's an argument to be made for both. If we're going with Jadeja on our team, right? I think, there is an argument that just play the extra pacer because we've seen what England's tactic with pace has been recently is like Wood Archer, just pace on pace. And having Bumrah Archer and someone like Stark does give you that pace on pace option. But because three spinners seems really like outside of India, I don't think three spinners you'd see in any bowling lineup That's or outside true. the subcontinent, um, really. So if like I'm down for the idea of playing a second spinner because. Jadeja isn't the best spinner. So if you wanted to choose a proper second spinner instead like of Jadeja and someone who bats as well. So like maybe like Wanindu Hasaranga from Sri Lanka, right? Who has shown that he's the type of bowler that people play out because they're, they can't really pick him. And he's shown that he's more than capable with the bat. Like a second spinner there would be that, but I don't think three spinners really works. Like if it's gotten to the point where you're playing just two proper pacers, I think that balance on the bowling attack becomes really off kilter. If okay. the surface doesn't um, assist. Well, okay, in that case, if we were to go with an extra pacer here, I I, I would I would go with Rabada because in T20 he has just been amazing in the last IPL. He won the purple cap. Him combined with Nokia was amazing. I can only imagine what he'll do combined with Archer and Bumrah. And um, the three of them, anyone can bowl up front. Anyone can bowl as a back end. It just gives the captain loads of options. So I would argue for Rabada over Stark or Shaheen Afridi. I am fine with Rabada as well. He's a yeah, great bowler. I feel like the versatility mm-hmm. Rabada brings in much more valuable. I think the middle overs too. Rabada, I think he gets that little bit, like he puts those effort balls, right? He'll get a little bit extra bite off the pitch. So just hitting the deck hard in the middle overs never gives the batsman any real like rest or like just a, like a breather and never gives the bats from that. So. At the same time, though, from the last IPL, I mean, obviously, Rabada would be an amazing pick, but I guess in defense of Shaheen Afridi, if we look at the kind of wickets Rabada took last IPL, a lot of them did tend to be kind of tail-ender wickets versus some of the wickets uh, Nortia took or, or Archer or Bumrah. So I think someone like Shaheen Afridi, who, well, okay, averages about the same as Rabada and is just as economical, who offers as well that left arm X factor, which matters for bowlers. And that kind of uh, swing he gets, he's less quick than a Stark or a Rabada would be, 
but I think that when you're facing up against uh, someone as quick as Archer is, someone as quick as Boomer is, having the deception and the left arm tactics that Shaheen Afridi can bring into the side uh, will will matter a lot. Okay. Um, I would like to make a case. Um, not that I don't think Sha- I don't think Shaheen Afridi is like a bad bowler or anything, but I would make a case of Stark above Afridi. Just because we haven't seen Afridi bowl that many um, overs to more top tier teams, if you know what I mean. Yes. Right. And also, I think um, Archer and Bumrah they bring you that deception. Stark is slightly more one dimensional, but then he does give you like a lot more damage on his own day. And Stark's a confidence bowler, so I think bowling in tandem with some like great bowlers, right? The batsmen are already on the back foot, so if Stark gets a couple of good balls in early, right, he'll that confidence will come back, and all, the confidence days are the ones where he yeah. rips through bowl, batting lineups. So, I think playing with if he's not opening the bowling, say right, like say Archer gets an over or something, Bumrah, Stark can come in and just bowl something like what Wood does, right? Like first change and that, but when the batsmen are on the back foot. So it just gives Stark that little bit of extra leeway to get maybe a couple of balls to just get his line right if he needs to. But if we're going with the left arm option, I definitely think Stark is probably okay. the best left arm option. So if we're choosing for our between teams. Rabada and Stark, Gokul, who would you go with? Between Rabada and Stark, I think I would give it to Stark here. Okay. Um, Aryan, Stark, Karan. Okay, Stark it is. Stark. Poor, poor Rabada. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> now let's go back to five, six, six, or no five. Yeah. Um, we have Pollard here, slated in. Pollard or Maxwell. So now we have how many spinners? Yeah. Jadeja and Rashid, right? So now you can decide, right? Like, if you want that extra three, four, three overs to spin, maybe for Pollard. Because um, there's no, like, he's the best captain in this team. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who, who else do we well? even have in the team? Captain? No, no, we don't have, we don't have Morgan. We don't have. Oh no, no. We don't have Morgan. Sorry. We just have Pollard. I would say Coley. basically only Pollard. So, hmm. so we're still talking about who we want in for five, right? If okay, now if we if we've shifted away from Morgan, then I'd have to pick Pollard because he's someone I would feel slots in better at five and can do the kind of roles I'd want him to within this team better than Maxwell could. However, if we haven't eliminated Morgan, then I think there's a real discussion we should have about how much we value captaincy in a T20 side because yeah. more than anyone else, that's what Morgan brings to the table is that kind of tactical uh, intelligence that really no other player that we're talking about has right now. So it, how much do we value that in our side? That's a, something we should remember. I think it's a combination of how much they bring um outside of just their runs and wickets um along with their runs and wickets so i think um morgan doesn't get enough, get us enough runs um and pollard gets that balance about right 
I would. I do think Pollard's bowling we need to bring into this. Pollard is probably also, I think, a very underrated bowler on slower surfaces. He's very hard to get away. So I think if we're like Pollard as a batsman, we know his destruction, right? But I think you also have to factor in his bowling because it's much better to have that option available at least. He bowls hard into the pitch and he has that height. So that bounces also, he gets a lot of bounce. So he's a very tough bowler to play. If he he's on he's okay, I would make um an argument. Um, I would still make an argument for Morgan. I wasn't considering captaincy before, but then now that Gokul's brought it up, I feel like that's super important, at least in the eleven we have. Um, Kohli is a great captain as well, but if we're talking about success rate and the tactical advantage that a player brings, then Morgan um does have an advantage over Kohli. Um. And I would say Morgan over Pollard, um, just because in my opinion, when you have Bundy at six, that does kind of fill the same kind of role that Pollard does. You have that extra bowling option, plus you have the disruptive batting that comes at the end. Okay, so are we all good with leaving out Maxwell? I think so, personally. I think if we're if we're taking Pollard out, then if like the argument Arya made was that Hardik Pandya can do the same role that Pollard can, but then I don't think then what's the shortcoming of Maxwell's batting? Right. If you have someone much like a reliable finisher in Hardik Pandya, I think that X factor that Maxwell brings, like if we're moving past, like not talk about bowling anymore, I think the reason we had stopped talking about Maxwell was that the consistency of him finishing, but if at six, we have Hardik Pandya, and at seven, we have Jadeja. Even if it's not Maxwell's no, okay, day, so we have two guys who can so finish. The reason we didn't go with Maxwell is because also. if your three wick is down in the power play, do you want Pollard or Maxwell? You don't want Pandya in the power play. You don't want Jadeja in the power play. Pollard's yeah. the only one there. Or, or you could also yeah, have more. Would... You could also have more. <laughs> but the thing is, I wouldn't want Morgan in the power play either, to be honest. Like, we've seen England when they collapse on greener tracks. Morgan is often one of the wickets who does fall in the power play, so I th- I, w- I don't mind Hardik Pandya's an option there. In the o- I know ODI is a separate format, but in the ODI World Cup in England, a couple of times when uh, India were early down in the um, power play, we've seen Hardik Pandya just been able to knuckle down, like just sit there and uh, maybe play a striker at 110 and just cut loose. Then afterwards, we saw in the Champions Trophy also he just he came in. And was able to, in tough condition, able to grind it out. So in that like situation, I wouldn't mind moving Hardik Pandya above Maxwell. But I think if we were talking about reliability of his finishing, I think Maxwell on his off day, he has insurance in Pandya and Jadeja. But on his good day, Maxwell is probably the, one of the cleanest hitters in world cricket. He okay. can take a game away from um, three overs. So Gokul, um, Pollard or Maxwell or Morgan? Pollard or Maxwell or Morgan. I think I'm still, you, you know, because we have such a great opening pair, we have such a great three, four, or three, four, six, seven, eight, all, all of that is so strong. I'm willing to let go of the captaincy that Morgan brings, and I'd like to slot in Pollard just because of how quickly he can take away a game from an opposite uh, opposing team. Okay. So I'll go with Pollard. Aryan, Morgan, Pollard, or Maxwell? I would have Pollard. Um, I don't know if this is 
that much of a strong point. Um, but I would like to make a case. Um, Morgan, technically, he does bat at four for England most of the time, barring this series because, you know, England is also trying out some stuff. You have Bear still coming in. You want Stokes up the order. But um, a lot of the t- bilaterals that England has played, Morgan does come at four. And that is normally when he does get exposed to the power play. In this case, we decided to go with ABD at four. Um, so Morgan technically does get protected from that power play, I guess, chaos that happened in the beginning. But um, we've seen Morgan grind it out as well. And we've seen him uh, finish games as well. And I feel like that you do tend to get, you do tend to lose a bit of destruction, I guess, that um, Pollard brings in. Um, when you compare Pollard to Mac uh, to Morgan or Maxwell brings in, but then I feel that tactical advantage that Morgan does have um, outweighs the sort of lack of destruction that he doesn't have. So who, who, who's your pick? Morgan. Morgan. Karan. Okay. So Maxwell. I say Pollard. So we have two for Pollard, one for Morgan, one for Maxwell. So we go with Pollard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Democracy. Yeah, okay. Now, who keeps Butler, Rahul, or AB? Butler. Uh, Butler. Butler. Um, who captains? Rahul, Kohli, Pollard, or Rashid? Kohli for me, personally. Yeah. Pollard for me. Pa- okay, I'm good with Kohli as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running through the last couple um, things real fast. 12th man. 12th man, anyone? Jahil. Mohammed Nabi. Mohammed Nabi. So, do you want to say oh, your yeah. final? Um, we have you? Butler, Rahul, Kohli, AB, Dinkus, Pollard, Hardik Pandya, Jadeja, Rashid Khan, Pumra, Archer, and Stark. Yep, that's good. That's a nice team. That's solid. Well, that is all we have for you today. We're at Good Keeping, and we hope you tune in for next week's 